I am way beyond a fanatic. I'm God-possessed. Get it straight. There ain't a demon on the planet that likes Mark Barclay anymore. If that's you, clap and shout one. Say, I am God-possessed. You better get ready. Did you bring a Bible? Praise God, Doc Barkley here. I'm welcoming you to the broadcast. It's going to be a hot one. I'm just telling you right now. Get on social media. Get on your phone. Tell your friends to get hooked up to this program right now. It's a life changer. I'm holding in my hand a really cool series. It's all packaged for you. It's called Ignorant No More. And as we teach this, sometimes on the broadcast, sometimes in the church here, but we collected it for you. This is a must. The Apostle Paul, which really was just speaking for the Holy Spirit, said, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning spiritual things. That's why we did this series. That's why you need this. Jump on the website and check us out. Follow us along. Pray for us. Call everybody right now to get on the broadcast. Get this series from our bookstore online. And I hope to see you out here someday at Living Word Church. Amen. And so here we go. Hope you got your Bible out. We're a Bible people, so we don't just talk a lot. We talk right from the scriptures, and we want you to have the most powerful, victorious, and spiritual walk you've ever known before with our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go get after the Word of God and let the Holy Spirit get after us. <laughs> Amen. Did you bring a Bible with you? You want to make a confession? I always like to do this, so let's, let, let, me, let me see first. Make the devil nervous and move him around a little bit. He hates it when Christians have Bibles and open them up and begin to learn. It's the greatest threat to his kingdom. Say it with me out loud. Say, I believe, I believe. Everything, everything, absolutely everything absolutely. that my Bible says, no matter what the devil says, no matter what people say, and no matter what my circumstances say. Tonight, I'm a believer. Therefore, I'm a receiver. And I do believe that I will receive absolutely everything that God has for me tonight. In Jesus' name, say amen. Let's clap good, and we'll welcome the television congregation with us. God bless you. Amen. Now, I started out a couple of services ago in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Turn there, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to read verse 1. I, did, I honestly did not intend for Thursday night past message to turn into a series, but it looks like it has. And I'm, going to, I'm just going to title this series, Ignorant No More. Say it, Ignorant No More. And here we go, and then we'll teach a little bit tonight. 1 Corinthians 12, 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, that means he's talking to the church, I would not have you ignorant. Well, Brother Barclay, uh, now wait a minute. Are you trying to say that Paul was writing to a church and actually addressed the fact that maybe that church was ignorant when it comes to spiritual things? Yeah, that's exactly what he was doing. 
That's exactly what he was doing. He said, I don't want you ignorant about spiritual realm, spiritual things, spirits, spiritual gifts, how they work in the church, how they work in our lives. He goes, there's no reason to be ignorant, and I don't want you to be. Now, ignorance is different than stupidity. Stupidity is when you know to do right, and you know to do good, and you just don't do it. That's stupid. Ignorance is you didn't know. You hadn't been told yet. You're, you're in the dark. Amen. Most of the world is in the dark when it comes to spiritual things. But there's something inside of every human being that is hungry for the spirit realm. Why, why, why do you think the witch doctors gather such a crowd? Why do you think voodoo is smothering whole nations? Why do you think witches in the coven? Why do you think they're everywhere? As far back as you, as you can study history, a, a, as far forward as you live today and tomorrow, people, is something in here that's built into the human that makes us to, to uh, be attracted to and curious about the supernatural realm. God put that in there. We were made in the image of God. Technically, you are a spirit. You're a human spirit. You should not be a human spirit of darkness that's damned anymore. You should be born or reborn, born again, born of the Spirit of God, regenerated. Amen. And so this great apostle's helping us. It's one of the things that since I started, you know, as I mentioned, teaching this a couple services ago, I, I'm really feeling compelled that we ought to get into this a little deeper because I want to make sure that in these last days, the church that I pastor and the pastors that I pastor and the churches that I oversee, may I not be responsible to the Holy Spirit that these people under my care were ignorant and they did not know about spiritual things. I mentioned this morning one of the greatest Bible schools in the United States of America. Kids and young people have gone through it for many years now. Uh, someone uh, was just preaching there and actually got a hold of me and said, there's over 2,000, about 2,000 students here, Dr. Barclay, and I tell you the truth. I am introducing the things of the Holy Spirit to most of them for the very first time. For the very, that's what's happened in our country. If you turn on the television, which you can do, most of the TV preachers, you'll see, you'll see and hear very little about the realm of the Spirit. You go to the average church today, average just meaning the, a, a church, even if they claim to be a Spirit-filled church, you won't see much of the Holy Spirit, neither do they teach much upon it. The largest, fastest-growing Spirit-filled denomination in the late, uh, excuse me, in the early 1990s. It took them eight years. By the, they were the fastest-growing Spirit-filled denomination. By the end of the 1990s, their own president stood up at their own big assembly. Um, you know, when they all assemble together, the big conference is what the word I'm looking for. And uh, and he literally said, I heard his address myself. He literally said that less than 10 percent 
of any member that belongs to that congregation was spirit-filled and prayed in a heavenly language in less than eight years. What happened? What's going on here? Why do we have such a fast-moving, seeker-sensitive, if you want to call it movement? I almost call it a falling away now, but why is that so popular? The result of kicking God out of the house, the result of telling the world that, that we don't want to embarrass our friends with the presence of the Holy Spirit. We don't want to embarrass a seeker, uh, you know, or offend someone that might be seeking God by the presence of God. Uh, isn't that kind of an oxymoron? Like you're an ox and he's a moron. Did you hear what I just said? I mean, before I called you names. You're trying to tell me that there's this guy seeking God and you know he's a seeker, so he comes to God's house seeking God, but you don't want any God there? The Holy Spirit is God. He doesn't run around with God. He's not the butler or the chariot driver. He is God. And what has happened in, in our quest, I guess, not in this church, but in our quest to try to attract the world into the church, but let them be worldly. In the, in the, in, you know, in, in the process of doing that, we have, we have, as a whole, stopped teaching the things of the Spirit. A lot of people, even in churches, that claim that they're Spirit-filled churches, they, cannot, they could not stand up and tell you the nine gifts of the Spirit. They could not, if, if, if you raise your hand in most spirit-filled churches uh, and said, how many of you flow with the gift of the Spirit uh, when you're out, you know, helping people? Very few hands go up. Very few. We're losing it. We have a whole generation of Christians now. They don't know about the Holy Spirit. We've got to turn that around. It's going to take the power of God in order to win in these last days. That's why Paul said, I don't want you ignorant. You should at least know about it. It starts with knowing about it. Knowledge and understanding is the medicine that heals ignorance. So we've got to know about it first. It's got to be up here first. Then the power can flow once you know about things. For example, at the, at the, uh, in 1 Corinthians here, it says you're to covet earnestly the best gift. But if you don't know what the gifts are, how are you going to covet them? How do you know what gift is best if you don't know what the gifts are that you are to choose from? I mean, it's really by the Lord's choice, but I'm illustrating. If you don't know about the power of God, if you don't know about your prayer language, then you'll quit praying in tongues and then you'll hide it from your friends, and, uh, and then, you know, uh, you won't influence them. The Bible says, and I can't get off on this, but I want to refer to it. The Bible also says in Corinthians, so far I should have at least whet your appetite by now to go study the book of Corinthians. It's about my fourth quote without reading the verse to you. But it is in there. You should go search it out. Don't be like, 
you, you know, uh, the uh, Thessalonians. You'd be like the Bereans and go search the scriptures and find out that these things are true and they're true for you. Amen. Can I have an amen, please? Amen. Hallelujah. My, my spirit man's going about 50 directions right now. There's so much to teach on this. I'm going to turn back to my verses. I think that's what I'll do. We don't want you ignorant. We want you in the know. You're not going to be able to flow in the power until you know about the power. If you don't have the power, you have just a form, even if it's a modern form of godliness. Even if it's a living word church form of godliness. Even if it's a contemporary, seeker-sensitive form of godliness. Even if it's the new emerging church form of godliness. It's only a form. You know, if you go out here and dig out the sod, you measure out a big square, and you say, we're going to put a, a parking pad there or a driveway into a place to park two cars, and you dig it all out, and the contractors do that, and they muck it out, and then they form it with boards or steel. But they, they build a form so that when they pour the cement in, it doesn't just run off. It stays within the form. If you have a form of godliness but no power, you're always going to have a hole in your life, man. You, got, you knew how to form it up, but you didn't go the next step and get the thing filled up with the power of God. The power of God is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now let's read on a couple of other verses. Want to do it? I do. Uh, I want to go down to verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit. Now that tells you right there who's being manifested. If, 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 uh, if someone told you Brother Barclay's going to be ministering at church tonight, you say, oh cool, I'm going to go. Uh, I haven't manifested yet. You come here. You might have got in the sanctuary before me. And you say, well, I thought he was going to be here. Well, he is. Didn't you see his name on the sign? And we can go on the whole list. Didn't you see the little welcome screen from him and Vicky? I'm telling you, he's going to be here. He's on sight. Well, I can't see him. I can't feel him. Where's he at? And then sooner or later, just like you manifested here, I manifested. I came here. I can be touched. I can be heard. I can be seen. This is not an image of Mark Barclay. This is not a shadow of Mark. This is the real me. See? It's a real you. And when this says the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the manifestation of the Spirit of God, it means you, it's not a shadow. It's not a breeze. It's not a goose bump. It's not an excitement. It is him in the midst of us, and that's what heals your body and delivers you and breaks the power of darkness and brings illumination and brings revelation and guides your path and helps you overcome the things of this life. Seven, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man unless you're a Baptist. Oh, it doesn't say that, does it? Is given to what? How many men? Does it mean male, female, or both? 
Hold a finger there for a minute, being we're studying. And uh, I want you to go over to the book of Acts uh, really quick. Now hold a finger. We're coming right back to 1 Corinthians 12, but this comes to me quick, and I want to take you to it. Go over to Acts chapter 2. Now we just read, while you're going to Acts 2, we just read that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Every, every man to profit everything and everyone. Now immediately my fast lightning streak, quick mind, calculates that that means nobody's left out. Well, how do you calculate? Every man and to profit with all. It didn't, it didn't say everybody who's spirit-filled, everybody who belongs to Living Word Church, did it? Said every man. Now hold a finger there. You're going over to the book of Acts chapter 2, and I want you to look at um, verse 38 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and, and means something separate, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But I don't know if that's for me or not, Brother Barclay. I'm, I knew that. That's why I'm going to help you. Verse 39, for the promise, you know, of being filled with the Spirit, is unto you, say yea. yea. And to your children, say yeah. And to almost all. Okay. And unto how many? That are afar off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now you know who the Lord calls? You know what you're called once you're called? You're called a Christian. The baptism in the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit, to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, to be enabled by the Holy Spirit is for everybody. And it, it didn't quit. Now there's a modern, well it's not really modern, there's a denominational teaching that, that I've heard many times that says, the baptism in the Holy Spirit and signs and wonders and miracles and speaking in tongues ended when the last apostle died. Now, I don't know if that's true yet or not because the last apostle isn't dead. But the same people that teach that also teach that there are no apostles after those 12, or maybe, maybe 13, 12, Judas betrayed, Matthias was chosen by almost by gambling. He was almost dismissed by God, it looks like. And then the Apostle Paul takes on the Gentile church. And then they say once the church was birthed, there was no need for power. This is a, this is a very strong teaching. In fact, they say, the same people that teach what I just said to you, they say that you and I are into sensationalism and emotionalism and gibberish. Some of them say we're of the devil and that it's the devil that causes us to speak in tongues. Huh, imagine that. I say to you, they're ignorant of spiritual things, that's all. Now don't get mad and judge them and kick them and spit on them. They're ignorant. There may be some things you're ignorant of. 
There may be some things that I'm still ignorant and don't know about. Something in life somewhere that I don't know about yet that I'm going to learn before I die and go to heaven. Um, but right now I'd say, well, I'm ignorant of that. I don't know about that. No one's ever taught me that. So these people saying all these things simply are just ignorant according to 1 Corinthians 12.1. Also, we just proved to you that this is for every man, not every Pentecostal person, every man, and that it is as far off as you can count. As, far, as long as the Lord is getting souls saved, as many as the Lord shall call, this promise of being filled with the Holy Spirit belongs to you. So according to the Scriptures, every Pentecostal, every Charismatic, every Word of Faith, every Baptist, every Presbyterian, every Methodist, every Lutheran, every Nazarene, every born-again Catholic, and on goes the list, should be filled with the Holy Spirit and be flowing in the power of God and be a powerful witness, praying in tongues and casting out demons. Every single Christian everywhere under the blood covenant should also be enjoying the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, there's other verses, but, you know, I just gave you the, some of the basic ones. So you can help your friends who say it's not for them. Maybe I'm helping some of you that you go to our church or you hang out with us or you're hooked up by television or internet and you don't think it's for you. But I just showed you in the scriptures, in the New Testament, that it is for you. And you don't want to be powerless in this horrible dark day. Amen. Can we read on again? Verse 7, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to all, uh, every man to profit with all. Verse 8, we tried to get through this this morning. Let's see if we can do it this evening. For to one is given the, uh, by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the word of wisdom. Say word of wisdom. Word. To another, the word of knowledge. Say word of knowledge. Word. It's by the same Holy Spirit. To another, faith. Say faith. By the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing. Say healing. Yes. To another, working of miracles. Say working of miracles. Yes. By the way, that doesn't mean performing of miracles or an instant miracle. That's why the word working is in there. You work with God, he works with you. You work with God, he works with you. And eventually, you see a miraculous thing take place. Just like turning water into wine. Jesus didn't go... And they said, man, that's powerful. No, he said, get, get the vessels out here, get the servants out here, get some water in there, do this, do that. And, they, and as they worked, and, and even Jesus' mother said, now whatever he tells you to do, do it. That's a good lesson. Now you former Catholics ought to obey Mother Mary. And, and she said, whatever Jesus told you to do, do it. Now I want you to start doing it. Some of you, you know, no offense to Catholics, you come out of the Catholic Church, and, uh, and here you are, but I bring you back to Mother Mary that you so honor, and I tell you, you should obey her, and you should start doing everything that Jesus Christ tells you to do. It's one of the only commands of Mother Mary found in the Holy Scriptures that was for other people. Whatever this son of mine tells you to do, you do it. Not believe it, do it. Not endorse it, do it. Not approve of it, you do it. Say do it. Do it. All right, I'm reading on. Working of miracles, verse 10. Do another prophecy, 
to another discerning of spirits, to another divers kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh, all nine of them, all these worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit, we can say Holy Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. What does that statement mean? It just simply means that the Lord knows who you're going to bump into tonight. He knows who you're going to bump into tomorrow. I like to say it that way. He knows whose cross, whose paths are going to cross, and he knows what gift is best for you. He knows whether you should reach forth your hand to heal, open your mouth and give an utterance, or let the Lord use your inner mind and get information from heaven and blurt out one word of information from heaven to a hurting person, a sinner, a fallen person, a dying person, a totally lost person, and one word from heaven out of the mouth of an anointed believer can change their course forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. It did not, I did not give my life to Christ to serve him on the first application of witness. However, I want you to hear me on this. However, in other words, it, it took two or three applications of people witnessing to me before I finally gave my life to Christ and started serving him. But I tell you this, it was the first application of seed that really took. Others just came and watered it until it began to grow in me, and then I said, this, this is the way to go. This is what I'm going to do. But it was that first seed planted in my heart. for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to study the Word of God. We need the gifts of the Spirit to flow through your life in this dark day so you have supernatural God-given power to touch and help other people. Amen. You know what the Lord is saying? If you love me, then when I go through all this for you, do something with it. You do something with this to help somebody else. Turn with me, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The flowing of the gifts of the Spirit. It is not the assignment of God for every ministry to be good at everything or involved in everything. Can you say amen on it? Praise God. Listen, I hope you enjoyed this broadcast as much as I enjoyed doing it. Preaching the Word, helping you, helping me, the Holy Spirit helping all of us. Isn't it great to be a Christian? There's no better way to live. If you don't know my Jesus, listen, invite Him into your life right now and mean it. You can contact us. There's multiple ways. Jump on social media, jump on the website, and uh, we're going to help you. You can come out here to church. We have ministers to help you. It's a hard walk by yourself, but it's a powerful walk together. Don't forget our series, Ignorant No More. Uh, get online, get at the bookstore, get yours ordered right away. Tell everybody about the broadcast and listen, send a prayer request. We're prayer people out here and we mean it. If you can, when you can, send finances to help us preach. Every dollar counts. We pray over it. We ask God to bless you, but we pray that you have the satisfaction that with your help, we are touching a multitude of people. 
praise God. And I'm just going to keep doing this and doing it and preaching it and teaching it and praying over you and believe in God that you literally have the best day of your life living as a Christian. There is no better way to walk across this planet than as a born again, spirit-filled Christian. Hope to see you at the church here, Living Word, or the next broadcast. Amen.